On this edition of Magic Pod Squad, presented by Kia, we catch up with Magic President of Basketball Operations, Jeff Weltman. Jeff gives us a little insight into the quick turnaround for this NBA season with the last season ending on October 12th and the new season starting on December 11th, the challenges that can be presented with the quick turnaround. Also, what the Magic look like after four days of training camp. How is rookie Cole Anthony coming along, as well as rookie Chuma Okiki, the veterans that Jeff Weltman added to this roster, and the free agents that he was able to bring back. What does this season look like for the Orlando Magic? And he gives us a health update for Orlando. So lots to get to on this edition of Magic Pod Squad, presented by Kia. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. And welcome, everyone, to Magic Pod Squad. This podcast is presented to you by Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. Dante Marcatelli, David Steele, Jeff Turner. And president of basketball operations, Jeff Weltman, kind enough to join us. And, Jeff, we appreciate it. I can't imagine what the last two months have been like for you. You have the end of an NBA season, and, oh, by the way, Friday we have our first preseason game. <laughs> have you had any – Have you? and, by the way, throw in a draft and free agency. Have you had any downtime, Jeff? Well, no, no downtime. Um, but the uh... – you know, it's an even playing field for all teams. We're all experiencing this together. We're all, uh, you know, basically experiencing the unknown, you know, uh, going through it together. So there's a lot of communicating with one another to try to, uh, you know, uh, glean best practices from as many friends and, you know, uh, other teams around the league as possible to make sure you're not missing anything. Um, and there's just uh, a whirlwind of information coming at us right now. So you know, trying to stay attached organizationally and make sure that um, something applies to one corner of organization that everybody else knows about it, because that's how it's going to have to work. And we're all kind of flying by the seat of our pants right now as we, uh, you know, as you said, Dante, transition from draft to free agency now to camp. And, you know, we have our first preseason game on Friday and then then shortly thereafter, our first game. So uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of heavy lifting, but these are where – you know, uh, uh, tight-knit organizations um, make it easier to do that heavy lifting. You know, one thing that's different, you'll notice for 2021, we don't, we, we aren't able to afford George. Does that surprise you or is he kind of, <laughs> is, is he, is he well, kind of priced himself out? He priced himself yeah, out. Like, like I said, George is letting you guys know where his priorities lie today. <laughs> I think we're, we're, you know, you discover a lot through this adversity and I think we've learned a little bit about George today. <laughs> find out who's there for you. There's no question about it. Well, you mentioned you mentioned a quick turnaround, Jeff. What are the challenges in a season ending on October 12th and starting up on December 11th? You're, how much has to be crammed in here in the next couple of days before we can play that first preseason game? Yeah. Well, um, I'll just say this. We received a 160-page memo from the league on Thanksgiving Day, and um, – <laughs> Since that has shown up on our doorstep, I would say it's been all about unpacking that. And, um, you know, the dozens of calls every day to the league office and to our peers around the league to try to interpret it and institute it and follow protocol. And um, it's a whole lot to ramp up while you are going through training camp, while you are setting up for your first trip, um, you know, while you're trying to 
um, work with the business side who's trying to um, provide the safest, um, most uh, enjoyable experience for our fans. So there's a lot, there's a lot going on. I mean, they're, they're clearly, uh, this is not a, a window for downtime. This is a window for um, just the opposite, um, just kind of embracing the challenge and, and uh, um, really like leaning on one another organizationally and making sure. So we have a, another Zoom tonight just to make sure that all of our departments are attached, that we're all reading the same information the same way, how we are going to uh, institute protocol, which responsibilities fall to which departments and within those departments to which people, just making sure it get, gets executed properly, all in the name of you know, providing a health and safety environment for our uh, family and, and uh, our players and our staff and our fans. Jeff, what's the biggest challenge that you feel like you, you've been able to overcome, you as an organization, uh, basketball ops and the magic, to get to this point? And then uh, beyond that, what, what's your biggest concern challenge-wise heading into the season? Oh, that's a good question, David. I, I don't really know if I have uh, a biggest kind of uh, uh, challenge that we've overcome. I just kind of like look at every day as like we just have to wake up and get through what's in front of us with the idea of, you know, we're given these kind of longer term goals by the league. Um, I think that to me, the, the, the challenge is always just the communication amongst ourselves and understanding how we're all attached because I just can't begin to tell you how many different like layers of protocol um, we're expected to institute and some of it's easy, some of it's not easy, some of it requires a lot of communication with players, some of it is just internally driven. And, but it all has to be understood clearly and concisely by everybody who's supposed to execute it so that when others are asking about it, we're all, we're all on the same page. And I think that it's not really um, any one particular challenge, it's just the amount of challenges and the speed at which they're coming and being able to process them efficiently and moving on to the next and staying organized, staying efficient, and by doing that, putting our players in a, in a position where they can just worry about basketball. Um, so I would say that's kind of like what our world is about right now. It's interesting, Jeff. You know, you're, you're worried about all these other things that it's not normal for you this time of year. You're used to just evaluating your basketball team, really, not worrying about a lot of stuff. So four days of practice, training camp and everything. Um, where do you see the team at? How, how's training camp coming so far? Give us a little insight. Well, um, today is the fourth day, and I can tell you we have a tired group, some tired legs today. Um, Coach, uh, I think, has a real uh, gift for uh, reading the temperature of the group, and he's always very sensitive to um, – um, giving them the real information. He doesn't pull punches, but letting them know um, why we're doing things, the, the, the level of conditioning that we need to be at to go into the next phase and the time that we have to achieve those things. So um, our guys are always aware of where they stand uh, individually, where the team stands, and tomorrow's an off day. So that's all you need to know. <laughs> the fact that, that Cliff is giving them an off day tomorrow tells you the kind of work we've done the last four days. They, they've, they've really worked hard. I think we're actually coming back, knock on wood, and um, in, in good condition as, as we kind of felt heading into the bubble uh, for considering um, where we've been as a league, 
Um, what's what's been the lead up to the, the the restrictions of guys being able to work in our facility? I think uh, basically our conditioning level is really good right now, and they're putting in a lot of stuff and, and obviously a lot of new uh, information and uh, to process and, and new players on our team. So um, right now, I think there's a good vibe on the team. They 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 we've got a lot of fighters on this team. Uh, I feel that they're coming together, and so far, you know, four days into camp, it's been a a, a very intense, um, you know, deep learning camp. It's been good. You know, Jeff, health is such an important part of this thing, as, as you certainly know, last year. And, you know, we know about the, the unfortunate incidents with, uh, with Jonathan Isaac, and we won't have this year, him this year. But can you kind of up, we get the news today about Terrence Ross, hairline fracture, and, and he'll be out for a little bit. So can you kind of update us on, on T. Ross? And then we heard about Al Farouk Amino and, and Mo Bamba. If you can maybe give us an update on those three. Yeah, I mean, uh, T's injury is very minor, um, you know, um, hopefully it won't be very long, but we're going to be, as always, you know, careful with the way that we manage injuries, any sort of injury situation. Um, uh, we just want to make sure that he's not in any live situations where his toe can get stepped on or anything. And tomorrow being an off day anyway, um, we felt it was a good little window to um, uh, let him rest through this. Uh, you know, Farouk had, um, you know, they always say the, the, the definition of a minor surgery is when it's done on someone else. And <laughs> I'll, I'll probably, you know, lean on that. But that being said, for our league, you know, it was a kind of very follow-up minor procedure. And um, it'll allow Chief to progress, you know, hopefully um, comfortably through the last stage of his rehab. So without putting a timetable on it, he's feeling great. Uh, I spoke to him the day after he um, had the procedure done, and um, he's feeling really good. And he's saying you can hear it in his voice. Um, and uh, obviously, we played much of the season without him last year. And he's a very good player. And he's never had an injury history. So, you know, we very much look forward to having him back. Um, and Mo is dealing, as I've uh, said, with the kind of tail end issues of his COVID complications. And um, he's ramped up his cardio in a big way. He's not allowed to do contact yet, but he's working very hard on his cardio and conditioning so that um, when it's appropriate and he is able to reintegrate into live action, he's uh, not a totally deconditioned player who's, who's got to start from square one. So he's done a really good job. And, and um, you know, unfortunately, Mo's had a lot of these setbacks and, and uh, I can't tell you how badly he wants it, you know, and, and um, you can see that in the way he's working now. I want to ask you about the, uh, the, the rookies. Um, there's a lot of excitement about both Chuma and Cole Anthony, uh, how have they looked? What What are your expectations for those two players in their rookie year in this environment? Um, yeah, it's a great. It's great. It's a, uh, that's the question. So, so David, you know, we never put expectations on rookies. Um, any analytics guy in the league will tell you rookies aren't good. <laughs> you know, everything that they have to learn. You know, they they just don't know what they don't know, and they, and and that's not a, a knock on anyone. That's just the way our league is set up. Um, you know, that said. Um, you know, these two, these two players are smart players, you know, and um, they're skilled players and they're both very tough and team oriented. So, you know, we do um, go in with the hopes that their ramp up, um, you know, is quicker than most. Uh, but we never want to put too many expectations on guys until they, you got to give a guy a chance to get his feet wet and understand the league and learn learn the players and learn the travel and learn the way the game is officiated and, you know, learn our coaches and all that stuff. And I would say that especially applies to Chuma who, 
really went like almost two years without playing. And um, so, so, you know, he's got to be given time just to get his legs back and, you know, pick up the speed of the game and, and all that comes with that. But, um, you know, our fans will see him soon enough. And, and uh, um, you know, we're, we're very excited about both those guys. You know, Jeff, what's exciting for me is we're at a point now where JT has played against a lot of these guys' dads, which I think is <laughs> cool. Yeah. Right, right. True. And Cole, and Cole, yeah, Anthony's, Cole, Cole Anthony's one of them. So what, do you know, Jeff, do you know Greg Anthony? Jeff Wellman, do you know Greg Anthony? Did you talk to him much? Or uh, who all did you talk to when you were considering Cole Anthony? Well, you know, I haven't, I haven't spoken to uh, Greg, but I can tell you that I was with the Clippers when we interviewed Greg in his draft. And oh. what an impressive guy. You can imagine Greg Anthony doing one of those visits and how impressive he was. That's, I, I think that's coming off a national championship, by the way. And then we ended up trading that pick for Doc Rivers. Oh, um, nice. But, uh, uh, but I have not spoken with Greg. Um, he actually – um, does have some connections to other people within the organization. And I know he's excited about Cole being here. And um, I can tell you that going through the draft process, Cole very, very badly wanted to be here. And so, um, you know, those are all good connections. And, and uh, obviously it's great that Cole has that uh, knowledge base and, and, you know, family to uh, draw upon as he goes through this. Um, but at the end of the day, he's got to go through it himself. You know, I'm sure Greg would say that. And, uh, and um, he's, he's, he's that that kid is a fighter you know he is a fighter he's smart he's skilled he's tough and um, I very much look forward to our fans getting to see him talk, Jeff talk about just staying on Cole and Chuma a little bit you know when you you go through the draft process and putting the team together you're you frequently say you're looking for high character guys and I, and I think what you know, when people hear that, you know, people talk about character, you know, he's just a really good guy. But from a basketball standpoint, you've hit on a couple of things, right? You got guys that are, that are fighters, right? We're hearing from uh, Cole's teammates. First thing they say about him is the guy competes. The kid really competes every day. Um, and then I think there's, there's a resiliency, right? In this season, how important guys being able to overcome adversity, to be resilient, to keep fighting, when there's so much unknown and so much is being thrown at these young guys so quick, how important is character going to be for especially those two guys, but for everybody on this team? Well, that's a great question. And honestly, you know, JT, you know me, I, I, I have a hard time looking at this. I'm trying to always look at this. And, um, and, and so uh, I think like the resiliency and the character and the, 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 the fight that matters, you know, in the long haul in this league, you know, this is a, this is a long haul, big picture, long seasons, a lot of seasons type of league. And fight is just so important. Resiliency is just so important. But you bring up a great point. Um, even getting through this season is going to bring out a lot of challenges that none of us have been through before. And so honestly, even a vet guy is no different from a rookie guy in, 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 in the need for that. You know, it's, it's a great point that you make. I, maybe that's one of the few places where there really won't be a separator between rookies and vets. You know, how are you going to manage your kind of personal life and, and, you know, your responsibility to your family and to your team by trying to practice, you know, um, safe and healthy protocols. And, and we have talked to our team a lot about that. We actually had a post practice discussion about that today. Um, and uh, uh, 
I do believe, as I always say, that we do have a high character group and they will be very responsible. I always say, you know, more than most and, and, um, and uh, feel really good about, about our group, protecting one another, protecting themselves. And um, that will be part of the season. I think you're right. Attrition will be part of this season. You know, we see it going on in the NFL right now. And uh, why, you know, why will we be any different? What was it about Orlando that Cole was attracted to? Why did he target the magic? Um, you know, I'll let you guys ask him that, but I know that, that he felt it was a good fit for him on the court. I think uh, he wanted to be put in a situation where um, he's being coached uh, directly. Um, and um, I think that um, he had a connection to a couple of our players and uh, just sees it as being a good, a good mix as we do of, of young guys and veteran guys and, um, I think, I think that as we went through the draft and through free agency, I can tell you he wasn't alone. That I think that there is a growing sentiment that, you know, Orlando's a good place to be. It's, a, it's well run. It's well coached. And um, they've got a good group of players, you know, high character guys that, that you want to be around. If you're a player, you want to be around guys like we have on our, in our locker room. And our vet guys, you know, really do a great job setting the tone just by being who they are as people, you know. And uh, so – Cole's, Cole's come in here and he's had a really good first few days. And, and uh, like I said, I, I don't like to talk about it too much because our fans will get to see soon enough and, you know, they'll make their own assessment. Jeff, there's a lot of excitement here in town about Markel. There has been for, for, for a couple of years now, ever since you acquired him. What, what excites you the most about him and, and, and what he can be? And how excited is he, you know, knock on wood, he, he only sat out one game last year. For him to go into a year – where he doesn't have to talk about the injury anymore. He can talk about basketball. He can talk about the sport that he loves. Do, do you get a sense that, that he's just thrilled about that part of it going into this year? Yeah, Dante, I, I do. I do. I do. I, I, it's been the goal since the day that we acquired him was to get past this injury. And I feel that this is the first season that he enters not thinking about the injury. Um, you know, he's in good condition he's going to grow and mature. And, and the ironic thing is because of his injury, he missed so much time. But if you look at who he is, or you look at the, like his physical stature and the way he plays, he is really built to be a long-term durable NBA player, you know, mm -hmm. and um, playing all but one game last year, I think, you know, kind of uh, hopefully, you know, gives us some insight into who he's going to be going forward. Um, you know, he's, 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 he's looked good. He's looked very good. And, and uh, again, I'll, I'll, you know, ultimately let our fans be the judge and they'll get to see him soon enough. But, you know, he's, he's, his, his improvements are going to come in so many different areas. Everyone always talks about his shot. Um, his shot does look better, but his conditioning, his game management, his defense, his understanding of pacing and uh, organizing, you know, the offense and all those things are going to continue to grow year after year after year. Um, that's what happens at that position. And especially if you're wired the way he is with intelligence and toughness and competitiveness. And um, so, so, you know, we look for good things from him. And, and again, I said last year was kind of his rookie year. So I say, you know, this is another stepping stone, but I do feel he's poised to take a step here. And I think he's feeling really good about things right now. Was there, was Jeff, there a... uh, I was going to ask about, uh, about the, the rest of the Eastern conference getting, it looks like getting better. Uh, you know, Brooklyn obviously is going to be better. Um, Washington now has Westbrook and Beal. 
Um, you've got uh, the Atlanta Hawks that made major deals. Uh, their talent level is much better. How much of a challenge is it this year for, for our ball club to, to be a playoff team, to get back in that top eight in the Eastern Conference? It'll be a great challenge. And I think, uh, uh, I think that our guys have shown year after year that they're up for the challenge and um, they believe in themselves. You know, our team fits, our team fights. And uh, I think that there's a good vibe in the room right now. And, you know, obviously some of it will depend on our health as always. And some of it will depend on a couple of our young guys doing well. But ultimately, our veteran players have come back, I think, in, in as good a shape as I've seen them. And, you know, I look at, look at Vooch and, 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 and T. Ross and Evan and, you know, these guys are ready. And, and um, we've, we've almost not missed too much of a beat from the bubble to the practice now. So now it's a matter of integrating the new guys and, uh, you know, bring it on. I mean, our guys, our guys believe in themselves. You know, we always feel like we're greater than the sum of our parts. And that's just, that's just the way that, you know, our guys are wired. So I do think the league got better. I think the East got better. And I think we got better. And um, obviously, you know, uh, health is everything in this league. So we'll have to manage through some injuries at the beginning. And obviously we'll manage through the injury with Jonathan for the season. But um, that's part and parcel of this league. So um, it presents other opportunities for players to step in and grow. And um, so we embrace that challenge always. You know, I don't, I, I get the sense that guys are thrilled if there's an opportunity to have fans back. Jeff, what, what was it like being inside the bubble? I know there were times you could, even it sounded like one or 200 fans on those screens could make a difference when you had a, when you had a quiet gym. What's it going to be like if we are able to get to a point where we could welcome back at least, you know, a, a certain number of fans into the building? Uh, yeah, I mean, Dante, like we all know this game is, is just, it's different without fans and, and we need the fans. We need the fans to make the NBA what it is. And uh, the players know that. And, you know, whatever modicum of fans we can bring back in, in successive, you know, fashion and ramp it up to where we can get a full house back in, hopefully this year, if not next, um, then like bring it on. I mean, our guys can't wait to play in front of fans and it's, it's what our league is about. It's, 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 it's the connection. It's the energy flow. It's, it's the, you know, um, the thing about the bubble that, you know, we still, we're still trying to unpack a little bit is, you know, how real was the bubble like with every game being neutral, you know, no travel, no home court advantage, no, no different, uh, um, um, uh, kind of, uh, 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 travel routines that you have to abide by ch changing time zones. And, but, the, but at the nexus of all of that is the fans in the building make the experience, you know, they make it a hard place to play, you know? Right. And, um, so, so I think, you know, we'll be feeling that effect from the bubble, uh, you know, all, the, all season. There are only a, a handful of teams that are going to play with fans to begin the season, and we're one of them. Right. And uh, I think that our guys are excited about that. You know, it's weird. I, you see pictures or videos or highlights, and you see these full arenas, and you see players hugging fans. Does that, <laughs> does that almost seem like another lifetime? Does that seem so surreal that that was our every day at one point? I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I, I feel that way too. I watch these highlights and it just makes you, you know, long just to, just to get past this and get, get our fans back and, you know, get back to the, the, that, that connection, you know, that energy and, and uh, you know, it's coming. I mean, I think everybody, we all feel it's coming. And obviously yeah. the trick is to, um, 
you know, for all of us is to just be careful until we get there. And, and so, you know, we're trying to um, abide by, you know, the, the, the protocols and then some and make sure that we, we get there in a safe and healthy fashion. And so that when we're, so that when we are allowed to ramp those numbers up, we're all, we're ready for it. And uh, I know that on his side, Alex and, um, and his gang have been putting together, uh, you know, a lot of uh, all-nighters to make this like a, a healthy and safe environment for the fans as well. So it's coming, man. We're all excited about it, but we've <laughs> got to do it step by step. Yes, that's Dante right. and Jeff, uh, David and I were talking earlier today, and David asked me, you know, like, what was the name of that player that we were having such a hard time pronouncing his name a couple of years ago? And we figured out who it was. I'm not going to try to say the name, but I reminded David, that was last season, David. That wasn't two years ago. It just seems <laughs> like, like it about was two five years, years ago. ago. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. How about how about like we were talking? We were talking about you know next year's draft. So we're still all waiting to understand like what scouting is going to look like this year. You know, so right. you know Matt Lloyd and his crew are figuring out. So in the meantime, we're just we have all these games assigned by video. Like we're not allowed to go to a lot of them. So. One of the things that was so interesting, just to your guys' point, is we always talk about, hey, next year's draft. Well, next year's draft is about six months away. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, right. it's coming again. It's so, coming. Like, so, so as we get through all the protocols to figure out team travel and tier one and tier two and who can be where at what time and how this looks like and, you know, like all, all of this crazy stuff and all the protocol that's coming at us, like we, we have to kind of keep our eye on the ball that, you know, part of our day job here is like, you know, we're going to get through a college season like that and yeah. probably without much in-person scouting and be expected to, you know, perform at a good level in, in, in yeah. uh, doping out the draft. So yeah, it's a great question. I mean, like, I do think like the effects of this season will residually be felt for years to come, obviously from a financial model and in, in the, in the way the league is unfolding salary cap and all that, but even from the way that we work and, uh, and, and the timetables and, and uh, you know, hey, man, we just, we just uh, take it as it comes. And, and, you know, that's why I always harken back to you can't over-communicate, you know, keep our guys attached, keep everybody informed, let the left hand know what the right hand is doing, and um, we'll get through it okay. Is there anything that you up at night that you wake up and, oh, oh what am I going to do about that? <laughs> um. Yeah, the only thing is, David, it's a different thing every night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not good. That's restless and, nights. And, and to tell you the truth, I can't even remember what it was last night. I'm already <laughs> thinking about what it's going to be tonight. <laughs> oh, man. You guys are drinking out of a fire hose right now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's really been crazy. And I still I feel that um, typically this is a time where you kind of get through the draft, you get through free agency, and then you have um, summer league and you have kind of a little downtime and camp starts to come together and guys start to filter back in and they start to get a little. There's a rhythm. There's a rhythm. There's a pace. Yeah, there's, a, there's a pace. And to there's it. no, and, there's and, no and, rhythm. There's no rhythm right now. There's no pace. Right. Right. A hundred percent. It's just, everything is just so out of kilter and, um, and, and, and each, each segment of the rhythm has kind of like a different group assigned to it, you know? So in summer league, we're all there to evaluate. And, um, you know, obviously if there are any kind of like residual um, team building issues to tackle, we handle that at that time, you know, it could be the end of free agency or whatever. 
but generally it's like for the coaches to integrate with the players and for us to evaluate some of the young guys and rest the guys around the league. And then it's a little bit of downtime and preparing for next year's scouting cycle and whatnot. And then the guys start to come back in and then now the coaches are starting to get their stuff together while we do our game planning for scouting. But you always kind of have like your um, kind of like digestible bites. And right now, there's so much coming at all of us that we all have to have a hand in if it's going to get executed properly. So, you know, tonight, you know, we're having a Zoom with, you know, members from coaching, performance, uh, team travel, player development, um, management, you know, everybody. And, um, and just, just so that we're all connected on like, okay, let's go through all these issues that we've been digesting for the last week. How are we going to execute them? Who's going to be assigned? And um, that's what's so different about this year. I guess that is like another way of saying, David, that it, we're out of rhythm with it, but it's, it's so chopped up, but it's, you know, we, we've got to get through it because the one thing you know is like next week there's going to be another memo and, and then we're going to go on a trip and yeah. we're going to have a whole bunch of new information to download. Okay, what did we not execute properly? How do we, how do we manage this better next time, you know? And um, I think that's, that's going to be the, the nature of the season and, 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 and don't, don't even talk about what happens when, you know, when, when COVID hits teams, you know? Right. So that's going to be a whole nother, you know, area of, of kind of, uh, you know, um, impro improvising and leaning on hopefully the right, the right practices that we've installed now. And not to mention, Jeff, you pull in your driveway, you walk in the front door, you got two teenagers that probably want have issues too that they want to deal with. So. <laughs> They're, they're very teenagery right now, Jeff. Yes, yes I'm saying, David, David and I know we got it. Yes, we do. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, Jeff I'm not far along. Is that? I'm not far along. Is that what I'm in for? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But but you know, hey, that's that's like that's the safe haven, right? And that's why we want to do all these things right, so that we know when we go yeah. back to back to the home back to the home front at the end of the day. That's that's our place where we all want to um, feel comfortable and safe and know that all those guys are. And um, man, you know, uh, just just uh, so happy to be able to have that. You know, that's that's a treasure, obviously, in all of our lives that we get to have that to go back to. And you know, um, that's that's I think the place where it's really easy. You talk about all the different agendas that come in from um, you know different strata of uh, earning and stature and seniority, but we all have that in common. We all want to keep our families safe, and so mm -hmm. that's why it's just so important that like it's you know taking care of ourselves acting responsibly is the universal language you know because it because it, it so impacts all of us at home you know but um hey man <laughs> it's busy 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 office busy home that's all good i guess that's right that's right we'll just say hey, hey, I, I know we're I know we're, we're kind of running out of time i, I wanted to, to to circle back to uh talking about the team just for one second before we have to wrap this up but uh, you mentioned, you said something that really piqued my ear. Uh, you said, I, I think that we're one of those teams that got better. Uh, tell us, uh, explain to us how you make the roster shifts, the few roster shifts you made. You know, other teams have gotten better. How, how can this team improve along with those other teams that we already talked about? Well, you know, I think that, um, first of all, we always talk about internal improvement. Um, I mean, look what Vooch did in the bubble. You know, I, I don't even know. I, I, I don't need to go too far beyond that. You know, I mean, like what Vooch did in the bubble is, you know, um, in, in entering into the prime of his career, as I, I think he is right now, um, you know, he showed that he can still reach another level, you know, 
And he's been terrific since he's been back. And I think he's, you know, growing into that guy that we all believe he can be and will be. And, you know, to, to some extent has been, but he's got growth in him, you know. Um, you know, T. Ross, you know, has been really good um, you know, since he's been back. He's in great shape. He's in a great frame of mind. Um, you know, Evan struggled in the bubble with some health issues. He's been really good. Um, you know, uh, uh, obviously playing without Aaron in the bubble. Um, we're going to be better for him being back. We will get Chief back, you know. Um, we will get Mo back. Um, we're going to be deeper. And we do have, you know, a couple of young guys that, like I said, we're excited about. I don't want to place, place too much of a timetable on them or expectation, but um, some good young, young infusion of talent that will help our team. And uh, um, even guys like, you know, MCW, Gary Clark, you know, I mean, Gary, Gary played really well in the bubble, you know, and he's played well in camp and MCW was injured in the bubble. You know, we played without so many guys. So I always start with health. I always start with health. I think if we're healthy, we'd have been a different team. Even we, we were an overachieving team in the bubble. We lost to a very good team in the playoffs and we, we, we lost four to one, but we gave them probably a tougher maybe series and that score would indicate, but we played without a lot of guys, you know, yeah. and most of those guys are going to be back. And so that's one. And then internal improvement. And I do, as I said, I do think our young guys will impact our team this year. So, um, you know, I, I think all that. And then the continuity, you, you always double down on continuity and um, our guys knowing each other, believing in each other, having a shorthand for what guys do and don't do well. Um, you know, um, looking at, looking at uh, the guy I, I spoke about earlier, as I talk about our returning players, improving Markel, I think has another level to get to this year. So um, I don't know. We're all excited. There's a very good vibe in the gym right now. Our guys have always kind of figured a way to get it done. And, you know, they always fight, man. So, so, you know, we lost four to one to the bucks with, with, a, with a, without a lot of players, but I was very proud of the way that we left that bubble and the way that we represented ourselves. And, you know, I, I believe and hope that our fans were too, most importantly, and I expect nothing different from our group this year. You know, I don't know if it's the Florida State loyalty, but I've been bombarded with tweets and messages about Dwayne Bacon. There is a group of people that feel there is this untapped talent in this, in this guy just waiting to emerge if he gets an opportunity. Did, did you see that with Dwayne? Did, what excited you about Dwayne, and, and what do you think he could, could provide this year? Well, Dwayne's always been a good scorer, you know, and so, um, you know, he needs to flesh out his game and he needs to mature as, as many, many young players do. And, you know, the beauty of, of Dwayne Bacon being here. So there's an old expression. Um, you're only as good as your coach thinks you are. And so the fact that Cliff and his staff have worked with Dwayne, believe in Dwayne, believe in his work ethic, his toughness, his IQ, his, his ability to kind of figure things out and grow, you know, as I always tell you guys, it's, it's, it's not always who you play, but when you play them, and it's not always who you bring into the team, but when you bring them in. And I know that um, Dwayne's been a guy that we've long kind of tracked and, and admired his talent and his toughness. And I think, you know, with Cliff believing in him, you know, we'll see where that goes. Obviously, um, you know, Dwayne chose us as well. And, and uh, hopefully it's a good fit for both sides. But, you know, it's, I think it all starts with the fact that our coaches, you know, believe in him. And uh, he's a talented young guy, again, with high character and hard worker. So, you know, kind of like falls into the one of us bucket. And, and we just, you know, we will we'll, we'll 
we'll take shots on guys like that every day of the week. Well, I'm going to give you something to keep you up tonight. Uh, you're going to get on a plane in three days to play your first game. <laughs> So, so good luck. You broke up. I'm sorry. sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's coming. Nice. The fire, that fire hose is wide open. Good luck, and we're we're excited to follow the ride and and be a part of it. Distantly, though, we're not traveling with you guys, which we're disappointed about. But but we'll be yeah, watching and cheering from afar. Hopefully, hopefully we get you guys back with us soon on the road. And uh, always appreciate you guys. I've been trying for months to get on this show, and uh, <laughs> appreciate you guys finally finally. <laughs> letting me in man it's it's been a while i've been uh you guys are blowing up on social media yeah. i'm waiting for a theme song i'm waiting for some sort of like what's the next step for you guys i don't know but we gotta we gotta figure out the next level for you guys where's where's the internal improvement in this group that's my one question uh, yeah. to you guys. well we got rid of george addition by subtraction baby. sometimes you have to go that road it actually, Dante reads a, a sponsor, you know, every now and then. That's so right. That's, that's right. That's different from where we started. So we're growing. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That money goes to JT, though. We don't get yeah. to see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. But we appreciate it. That's awesome. Always good to see you, Jeff. Thanks. Good luck this year. Thank you, guys. I always appreciate <laughs> it. Jeff, Take good care. Good luck. All right. Appreciate it.